I will start out by uh, mentioning this scripture and then just telling you a small story of something that happened to me yesterday. Um, I am uh, beginning to understand more and more why Satan has tricked people out of this subject. It's the number one, the number one subject in the body of Christ and hardly anyone teaches it. <clears throat> I never heard it until I started teaching it myself, you know, based on a couple of other individuals, John Bevere, someone who uh, he began to teach on this subject a whole lot. Um, it's amazing how the number one thing in the Bible is the number one thing the body of Christ missed. And so, uh, so, but nevertheless, we're going to do our best. It's not a coincidence that the Lord told us to turn on the, the light show as we came into this message. And so, uh, you know, but I have to be honest with you, the deeper that I go in, the more of a problem um, I'm having. Um, and it's based on the scripture right here, Ecclesiastes 1.18, New Living Translation. I'm going to just be nice tonight. My subject matter is a little bit harder for people to deal with. And so I probably won't jump off the podium and run around the sanctuary and do crazy stuff. But I say that all the time, then I end up doing it. I almost made it this past weekend with that suit on, but at the end, I still jumped off the stage. You know, uh, but Ecclesiastes 1.18 says, The greater my wisdom, the greater my grief. To increase knowledge only increases sorrow. And there are things, you know, there are a lot of scriptures that mean nothing to you until you actually start to walk in it. And it's not until you walk in it do you then begin to understand the basics of it. And I am beginning more and more day by day, week by week, month by month. Um, let me move my Linus blanket over here to the table. For you that are watching online, it does not matter that you don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to leave that right there. I should be leaving it on the seat. Okay? But, uh, but the more and more I move into this, the more I realize this. I was... Uh, um, I was at a game yesterday. You know, I'm going to do part two of the Lord, of the message that the Lord gave Francia. Um, and so I'll just do part two tonight. It might actually turn into a point three. Um, because, you know, typically when you start talking about rewards, people want to know, okay, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? That's 50% of it. The greater part of it is, what do I stop? Because it's the things that I might be doing that are draining my reward. And so I had a um, not so good experience at my kid's basketball game yesterday. And I am very much a balanced thinker. Um, what I mean by that is, is that it does not matter if I'm there to support my son on his team. If he or members of his team committed a foul, it's a foul. I'm not getting ready to start calling the ref out his names and, and where did you come from and you're an alien and there have been times at those games I have got up from the crowd and went and sat in the corner. I just couldn't take it. So yesterday something weird happened. Um, the Lord began to speak to me um, in an audible voice when I made a comment during the game. And during the game the team was playing and um, um, I don't know if it was, I uh, know it was my daughter's game. And, and, and her team, one of the team members, committed a foul right in front of me. 
But when the ref blew the whistle and said foul, all of the parents of that particular team, which my daughter is on, because I don't want to <laughs> vet them out on national, you know, uh, they just begin to go in on the ref and bad call ref and boo and, and what are you doing? You're an idiot. And, and I, they're just going in. And I'm just sitting there because for me it's not that deep. Unless it's some money on the table, I really don't care. I'm here to support my child playing this game. Whether y'all win or lose it, then don't bother me. I'm going home and getting my bed. That's my attitude. But I guess some people, they don't have a life, and so they get ruffled up by that type of stuff. And so, so I'm surrounded by all of these parents, and they're just going in on the ref. And I really wasn't saying it to them, but I said it out loud. And I simply said, the ref was correct. Our team member committed to foul. And that's all that I said. Oh, no, they didn't say anything. It's when the Lord began to speak. And he began to tell me, he said, this is how. He said, I want you to pay attention to all of the adults that are around you for the next few moments. And I listened to them. I listened to them go off on the refs when they committed a call against our team. But they said nothing when the refs committed a call on the other team. You know what I mean? I might be kind of reversing it. It's the opposite. Thank you, Francia. It's the opposite. So, in other words, if, if the parents perceived that the ref made a bad call about our team, oh, they're going in on the ref, just everything short of cuss words. But if it was evident that that same ref made a bad call about the other team, everyone stayed silent. And the Lord said that's how most people are walking in judgment with every area of their lives. He said they can never see what they do wrong, but they can so easily see what someone else does wrong. And then have the nerve to speak about it and judge it and talk about it. He said, and I'm, I'm sitting here, he's just talking to me, and the way that he's talking to me, I'm trying not to cry so that my wife doesn't ask me what's wrong with me. I'm trying not to cry because I'm just teary-eyed because he's telling me, he said, this is how most people are going to lose their reward. He said, because how you see these parents operating, he said, this is how people operate in every single area of their life. He said, the refs are trained in that area, but the people who judge them are not. He said the people that are watching the game are looking for points where the ref is trained to look for mistakes. So many a times when the call is made, you didn't see it because you were looking for a point where the ref is trained. He is not watching the game the same way you are. He is trying. You, you're looking for the game to edge on your child, to edge on the team members. Come on. Defense, defense, defense. Come on. Play. Go hard. Push. This person is open. And while you're doing that, the ref is not there to encourage either one. The ref is only there to look for mistakes. And so he's not looking the same way you're looking. But even though you know that, you still judge him as though you're a better ref than he is. And every once in a while, they do make a bad, bad call because you can't see everything the same way a camera could. That's why in professional sports, they have something called a replay. You see it in football, okay? There's um, um, is a play, and, and the coach is amazing how men can create things that are sharper than them. It's a whole nother revelation. 
but they create these cameras that can see faster and hear faster. And so there's, there's, a, there's a mistake made with the ref. And so the coach, he then challenges it. And when he challenges it, what do they do? They go over to the cameras and they replay it. Why? Because they understand that refs can't see everything. So there are going to be natural mistakes that are made. And so, I, and so the Lord is just sitting here telling me and showing me how the people just, he said, this is how, I mean, it was just bad because the more the people are booing the refs, the more the Lord is talking to me. He said, this is how people are. He said, and then I noticed that some people, they weren't even paying attention to the game. They would be doing stuff on their phone. And as soon as the ref blew his whistle, what? You didn't even, you're not even paying attention to the game. See, and so this is what people do is that, is that, you see, the reason why you can't do that at a game is because you're, even at a game, you're programming yourself to do that all the time. So when you get in traffic, you do it. When you go home, you do it. Then you go to your job and you do it. And you definitely do it when you come to church. We judge people about things that we know nothing about. Without knowing their story. That's a game. That's a game. So you know if people judge that way over a game. Know that if people judge that way over a game and they judge someone in an area that they have no expertise, just because you can call a file don't mean you're an expert at calling it. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, you know, it's funny. The ball is over here. Okay? So guess where the audience attention is? Over here. But the reason why they have multiple refs is because one ref, his eyes on the ball, and the other ref is paying to the players to see which one is going to break that three-second rule. So he blows the whistle, and you immediately complaining, and you weren't even looking at what he was looking at. And Lord is just speaking to me. He said, all these people around you, he said, listen to them. Just run in their mouth about something they know nothing about. Making judgments that are out of order. And going off on a ref that they asked to come and determine what's right or wrong. And when they believe they've been wrong, they go in on the guy instead of giving him grace. But when the other team is wronged, they say nothing and it's okay. And he said... That's how people are going to come to heaven before me. And when I say you're going to give an account for every out of word, it's over stuff like that. I'm sitting there just trying not to cry because I've been getting on top of this for real. And, and that's when that scripture popped into my mind. The greater the wisdom, the greater my grief. To increase knowledge only increases sorrow. 